Making search results seamless and intuitive drives Google's user experience implementations. Continuous scroll is the latest step Google is taking towards that direction. I'm Lia Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we consider first page everything before the see more button shows up. marketing conversations great welcome back how does it feel being back at your office it feels very odd because I'm going to be leaving again next week to trial lawyers University so um, yeah Th- that's right grace so why don't we start there when does the trial lawyer University starts so it, the opening reception is Wednesday night and then mm-hmm. it goes from Thursday all the way through to Saturday night um, actually breakdown for the booth area is 7 p.m. It's very long, Grace. Very, very long. very long. So what is this type of conference about? I honestly, as I said, the first time that it came to my attention, I think, was during the Trial Lawyer Summit. Yeah, in Miami this year. I saw them somewhere around. And then last month during Pioma, they approached and say, hey, would you like to come and participate? But as I said, you know, um, the Friday and Saturday of next week, we have great legal marketing. So it, it, it just didn't work out. And therefore, you know, it's not happening for us this year. But what what is the like who attends and what is the agenda looking like? Any idea? So, yeah, actually, this is our first time to trial lawyers university as well as, you know, to be as an exhibitor. Anyway, um, we're a pretty big sponsor and have a double booth and everything. Um, it, it does seem like it's all trial lawyer specific, you know, sessions, mm-hmm. how to be a trial lawyer or really how to, you know, better come across to your jury and things of that nature. So um, it's it's a little different in the sense that it's not quite, you know, your typical mass torts track or your typical PI track per se. Um, they do cover a lot of those topics, but it is specific to trial lawyers and how to be a better trial lawyer. So no business of law track, no marketing track, lawyer so, skill oriented. Yeah, from what I've seen so far, um, looking at the agenda, it seems like it's specific to trial lawyers and and for them and how to improve their skill set. Yeah, great, great. How about uh, Masters Made Perfect? I know we had a very, very quick overview last week in our conversation about that because we also talked about Women's in Mass, uh, the other event that you were at a couple of weeks ago. But have you heard or do you have any insights about what went on during the business of law or marketing tracks during Masters Made Perfect last week? Yeah, so it, it was very interesting, actually. Um, marketing was the, the main conversation was vendors you can trust. And so it it was very, yeah. And uh, so people that have been there a few times, there was actually quite a bit of new attendees, as we mentioned um, on the last show, uh, our last podcast. And, you know, the the individuals are looking for new sources of of clients, new sources for all kinds of things, leads, and, you know, they want to improve their digital marketing. So it feels like everybody's ready to get back to 
the normal and, you know, what the new normal would be, I guess, um, in terms of, you know, kind of forgetting about most of what's happened during COVID and, and just get back to work, you know, get back to being a lawyer, get back to doing what we were doing. And, and that includes, you know, all of these new kind of fly by night vendors, you know, so a lot of people yeah. were concerned about that. Um, but obviously anybody that is able to get into MTMP up to a point for the most yeah. part, I'd say is fairly trusted. So yeah. that was a conversation that vendors and lawyers were having. Yeah, that's actually true, right? I mean, um, you do notice that particularly both NTL and MTMP have, you know, kind of like a application towards becoming a vendor at the events and they vet, they want to know whether you actually have worked or don't work for MTMP attendees their law firms and such. So there is some sort of betting process. And I think it's great. I think it helps everyone because also as a vendor, it gives you kind of like an, an, an additional batch of certified, even though it doesn't necessarily show up. Um, the, the fact that that process is in place uh, gives a little bit of extra reassurance to attendees, which makes obviously the whole presence of, of a vendor more productive because, you know, people feel more comfortable about actually uh, doing business here at the event. But then, Chris, there's the other part, right? There's, there's also the association of certified vendors, correct? And right. just... Right. Putting the name there because I, I think I did not get it wrong. There's there it has its own particular name, but um, you're part of it. So how does that separate from the rest of vendors? So the, yes, that's called the Mass Tort Vendors Association, and it's actually mm -hmm. I believe I want to say it's run by NTL and MTMP. So they yeah. actually you know have a big hand in the association itself. So yeah, it is. Um, you do have to have a certain number of years and be known and you know, like you said, vetted by um, the attorneys and other vendors. As a matter of fact, uh, so yes, we are a part of Mass Tort Vendors Association, and we had a kind of a pre-meeting talking about you know what what we've experienced as vendors and what we've you know kind of where we could go with it and how to even create more of a trusted partnership with the attorneys and as part of mass tort vendors association um so that they can trust us even further when it comes to you know whatever they have to purchase from us yeah um, so it, it's it was a, a a running theme, it seems like, on the vendor and association side of things, the marketing, all of it, um, because how are you going to buy marketing or trust in a company if you don't know who they are? Right. Yeah. That, that's actually very interesting to me. And I think, you know, you've brought it up last week in the conversation as well. And we didn't, I didn't really ask you about it, but the whole idea of a vendor uh, meeting during uh, the conference, ahead of the conference, as a debrief at the end of the conference. I think that's great. I think that's fantastic, right? I mean, it makes so much sense because A, it shows that you're being valued, right? I mean, if the organizers are actually inviting you to a meeting first to give you insights at the beginning and then to get your opinion at the end, I think that's really, really valuable. Obviously, there is service going around asking you after you've been a vendor at events. It's not rare to get those. And, you know, it's still, it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a channel to share your thoughts and opinion. But I think a meeting right there while the event is still happening on the last day, I, I think that there is no better time to really ask for this information uh, when you're actually still there in person and everything is so fresh in mind, right? Who cares? Who has time 
to think about how last week's conference vendor organization went through. Of course, it's in your mind, but it's no longer a priority. It's not something that you're still that interested in going and sharing. Now, Grace, another thing, and I this is kind of like, I know we're shifting away from what our conversation was supposed to be today, but I do want to say that, right? Because you and I have talked about this so many times before. And again, we're talking here as vendors, how important it is after you come back from events like this one, and even now that you've been on a row, like three, four conferences over a period of a month, month and a half, like how critical it is to come back and make notes and 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 really, you know, assess what worked, what didn't, what are the areas of opportunity? Because what happens is then comes a period where there is no conferences, inevitably, because that's the cycle, that's how it works. You have the fall that it's just crazy, like this fall is insane. And then you have somewhere in between the spring and the and the and the uh, late late winter. There is another few things happening, right? Yeah. Um, but during the in-between periods, you—I I, mean—it's easy to 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 forget, to lose track, right? Like not necessarily be super spot on when it comes down to preparing for the first conference of the season. So having those notes, having those kind of like uh, guidelines that you've created for yourself are going to help you much better. To, to set yourself on track for the next round of conferences. Don't you think? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, we, right at the conference, actually. I mean, we, you know, we do so many things uh, between software and case acquisition and whatever yeah. else we're doing at the moment, book publishing at this time too. So I tend to not just take notes, um, you know, as I'm in the conference, but I also, even if they give me a business card or something like that, I try to write write on the business card what it is that um, will kind of stand out to me when I go back to those cards when I get back. Um, I mean, I do have a card scanner app on my phone. I, I mean, I do all of that. So I I take it a step further so that it kind of gets ingrained in your mind. Um, I used to tutor uh, kids with uh, short-term memory loss. So when it comes to memory, there's certain things that you just, um, you understand. It's uh, repetition or association only way to commit it to memory. So part of it is writing it down. Yeah, it's super critical. Right. So I write it right on the business cards. I'll write the notes. I take a picture of the individual. Um, You know, I kind of make it almost a fun thing, taking a picture, putting their contact in my phone. And hey, I'm putting these notes in here that, you know, remember me as the data data nerd. That's the big thing. I'm the data nerd. And they're like, oh, I'm this, you know, and there you go. Now you have it written down, you remember, and um, it's a a process. I think I can go back to. A hundred percent, Grace. That's one. That's one thing I've very, very quickly learned after our first uh, couple of conferences was, you know, optimize the experience of the people who come and talk at, at to talk to you as, as as a vendor at the event, and the process in which you actually get that information, everything that happened right there and there, into your CRM, because if you if you're just coming back to the office after four days at a conference with a bunch of business cards and expect for something to come out of it, you're done. You are done. And to be quite honest with you, this 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 last conferences, we've really have gone as far as actually uh, initiating the communications 
with you know the potential uh or the the leads right the leads that we're getting out of these interactions at a conference by the time they leave their boot they're already enrolled into some sort of sequence and exactly. it, it's so much better like i cannot explain difference day and night between where these conversations end up leading to so yeah uh definitely definitely super important when it comes down to you know it's not just there going and networking and shaking hands and not getting to anything concrete because then it just becomes a fun social gathering but you come back to the office and have nothing to show for other than just some fun instagram posts right so true. and not so fun and not so fun instagram posts grace I want us. I want us. If that's okay with you, unless you have something else to add about the conferences uh, topic, I want us to shift to another thing, right? That you know, I've, I, I, I've shared with you some details about it, and so this is Google News, right? And you know, here at this podcast, we love Google News, and it's been a while since we've actually hammered down on one of these topics. And this is a very recent announcement that they've just published last week, Friday. And that is that Google is rolling out continuous scroll, right? So let's start by defining what continuous scroll is, Grace. Can you explain us what does it mean when you're uh, in a continuous scroll mode? Yes. So I actually, this is personally, I love this because for me, it's what I've always done. And so the definition of continuous they're calling it continuous scrolling, not yeah. infinite scrolling, right? Mm -hmm. Because it will stop after a certain number of pages. Yeah. After page four, as a matter yeah. of fact. Very important to, to mention that. So right. good, good, good. Good. So we're defining it as uh, they're able to scroll through more than just the first few results, particularly on mobile, right? Where that's kind of a it's thing. It's mobile. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's the mobile situation that we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's that you can when you look something up and you start scrolling through the results that yeah. you're looking up, you could only go up to a certain number of results. Yeah, ten. Ten. Right? Yeah. So that's a great place where you're starting there. So let's try to give make here set up the scene for those who are listening and don't necessarily follow very well what we're talking about. So imagine yourself going to Google and searching for personal injury lawyer near me, right? Very, very common search query and very much sought after by lawyers who are advertising or marketing for personal injury online. And so you search that on Google, in Google. Now, first, let's talk about currently, as of uh, still now, what is happening. Google takes you to a search results page. And then in that search results page, you're going to see first on the very top of the page on the mobile phone, you're going to see the local service ads. And we know that those are two um, advertisements that have the little picture of the attorney, the reviews, the name of the law firm. And then immediately after that, you have the paid search ads, right? Those are the ones that look like text ads, normal listings, but they're actually uh, sponsored. Now, then you have the local pack. In most markets, there is going to be a local pack, and that's going to be the little map. And then you're going to continue scrolling under that map, and you're going to see the actual organic listings which they've been historically 10 listings that fit right there. And then after those 10 listings, you will have another section of ads 
which can be as little as one or two and can be as many as four. So again, let's break it down. Local service stats at the very top, search ads under that, that search ads can be also anywhere between one to four. Then you have the local pack and then you have the organic search results, which are 10. And then we, you have another set of ads. And then right now, as of now on your mobile phone, then there is like a little button with an arrow that says, see more or something around those lines. More and results. Only after, yeah. And only after you click on it, it kind of loads what would be page number two, right? right? And then it will kind of like repeat on itself. But here are the differences. Um, you don't see again the local service ads. Now you see search ads. You see um, search results. And you don't get to see the local pack again. I don't see that very frequently that the local pack or the local service ads show up again. I've never seen the local service ads show up again when you click that little button. Um, and so basically, Grace, what you're saying here is that it's going to be called continuous scroll because the new version of the Google mobile uh, search experience is going to be you don't have to click on anything. It just keeps on going pretty much like your Facebook timeline, right? It never ends. Right, right. It never ends. It, you just, you know, like think about yourself when you're going through Facebook and you're just scrolling through your timeline and there's just no limit on how much you can scroll. You're never going to end up to, you're going to never going to come to a point where there's no more content to show you. Facebook's going to keep on going and going and going. But what you said there, Grace, it's true. Google it's not calling it infinite, uh, infinite. it's calling it uh, continuous because you can only scroll that way until you basically have gone through what would be the equivalent of the first four pages of results. Am I correct there? That is correct. And it's, it's telling you specifically, it's not changing how position reporting works in the search console. So for those of us that obviously follow analytics and things like that, I think it's important to understand that your position and the where you are on the page doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it's still the same. Super, super good point. What does that mean is that now it doesn't, if you know, you're now showing after the first 10 organic results, say you're your position 11 or 12 or 13, it doesn't mean that you're now like, oh, I'm now, I made it to the first page. No, you're still not the first page. The, the, you're still in position number 11, which would fall on page number two, right? And the only difference now is like the amount of scrolling that goes and that needs to be put on before your actual um, listing shows up. So Grace, just from hearing this, I, I want to see, you know, how do you feel about it? Do you think, are there losers, winners here? What's your temperature on this? So it's funny because I've, ever since the beginning, I, I like information, right? So I've always gone past page one, always. Just that's my my own mm -hmm. nature of looking at things. And then I've noticed over time doing split A-B tests and on emails and certain landing pages and things like that, that people have trusted less and less the paid stuff. So they started scrolling a little further into the page, reading down a little bit more. Um, and so content has always been king, in my opinion. And that includes even the way you 
kind of display or create your ad specific to the individual that's seeing it. And so as long as it, and it says it, it, your search results are your search results, but this I think might give opportunity to more people for the ad rank situation. Um, why do I say that? It's because text ads, it says that now text ads can show at the top of the second page and beyond, but fewer text ads will show at the bottom of each page. And there is no change to how shop, shopping and local ads show, but this is the ad rank. And so the that specific type of ad, it may open up an interesting situation for those people that have t typically on mobile been on the more results side of things, because I feel like they may they're going to potentially get clicked on more as people get that continuous scrolling situation. So if you're in yeah. the first four pages, you may have a better chance at this point now on a mobile device to pop up a little higher yeah. and increase your ad rank. If you're a lawyer, um, consumer focused uh, law firm, you probably care about mobile traffic the most, mm -hmm. right? Because it has higher intent. And what I think that I think um, aligns with what you're saying there, Grace, if you were to ask me here, winners or winners and losers, I would say winner, 100% organic listings that are not in page number one. Okay. That is just massive. Why? Because just the use, just the, from a user standpoint, the whole idea, just the psychology of going to page number two has had had some kind of like negative connotation to it, right? Right. Like, why would I want to engage with a business that it's not on position number one? Oh, sorry, on page number one. And so that a little bit is being removed. And now, without much effort, without having to think about that, you can very easily see more options right from the same place where you start your search, right? So you just need to continue scrolling with your finger a little bit longer. And I do think people are going to be more enticed to just do that. See a little bit more. Who who else? If I move my finger a few more, swipe my fingers a couple of more times, what's going to come up next, right? And so I do think, I do think this is opening up an opportunity, particularly in the space of personal injury, where getting to position number one has been difficult, right? It's going to open up an opportunity for law firms that are not there. And not just for those that are in position in, in page number two, right? Even position uh, page number one, if, if you are below position five, your click-through rate like drops dramatically, dramatically. And so this new mobile experience, I think lends itself more to potentially redistribute clicks throughout a wider range of listings. That's my first. So for me, if I were to say who is the biggest winner, I, I think those uh, listings that have not been able to make it up to the top five positions on organic. Uh, if you then ask me about ads, I would say search ads, super big winners, super big winners, because the frequency in which now search ads are going to be showing is far greater. Like now, Every 10 listings, there's going to be another block of ads being shown. And these are not going to be like the bottom page listings. Like you can, if you were 
say you position number one on the first page, like the first ad that showed up, as the user continues to scroll and goes through the first 10 listings, and now it's going to start seeing the other uh, 11 to 20 listings, they can see again your ad. And so now think about that because it puts you in a very advantageous position. What happens now is like ads just been seen, right? The user just landed on the search results page. They're not sure whether they want an ad or not, right? So let's, let's see, let's see, right? Just let's see who else is in there. But then the ad gets served again. And now he's seen or she's seen, they've actually gone through some of those ads, some of the listings, and they may decide, you know what, like, this is, a, this is a good message. This is exactly what I need. I'll go for the ad. Now, from the metrics, from the analytics standpoint, what I, what's been mentioned uh, by some experts who have been uh, at roundtables um, analyzing this, yeah, it is true. Um, impression is going to go up. In, number of impressions are going to go up because don't remember, uh, don't forget that your ad is also, you know, it's considered as an impression the moment that Google actually puts it up, whether the user gets scrolls all the way down to it or not. And so now this end, endless scroll thing is going to lead to more impressions of your ads, which uh, potentially may make your click-through rate look diluted. And so I think we just need to be mindful about it. But I definitely think that search ads are going to be benefiting so much about this, so much about this. Now... The losers, on the other hand, in my opinion, um, local service ads and local pack, because, yep. you know, while local service ads, they just have like their one moment of glory that's just right there at the beginning. And for some local service ads may be an appealing proposition. Many users, they, they are, you know, they want to explore a little bit. And local service ads don't seem that they're going to get much more exposure than they're already getting right now. And so unless Google does decide to also add additional impressions to the local service ads as that scroll keeps on going, I think they're not going to be doing great. Now, if they do, if they do get more impressions, it will be interesting to see whether Google is actually rotating who is actually showing on the first, on the first, on, on the top of the first page, or and then who would be showing up on what would have been page number two on the top. Now, obviously, just part of the continuous scroll. And local pack again, right? Because like my point, right, is like you've you've seen the map already, right? You've seen the map. And it was not, you've continued scrolling. It was not interesting to you. Why Google will serve you again the map? They won't. It's not a good user experience. It won't. No. Exactly. It won't. And so that's why I think map may just become less relevant and more strategically relevant for those who are actually searching, you know, to pick a result from the map. So I, I think map is not, it's not, it's not looking, a winner. Yeah, yeah, he's not looking to win a lot out of this. I, I, um, I agree with you. And there's one yeah. comment I, I really do want to make about the whole thing. And that is a lot of people don't realize that two 30-second ads, I'm just talking about TVs, commercials yeah. in general, and two 30-second ads are much more effective than one 60-second ad. And in turn, that can translate perfectly to what Google is doing which is those little bitty ads that popping up, potentially popping up again because it's part of your search. Yeah. It's going to be phenomenal for, those are big winners for them. Yeah, yeah, 
frequency frequency beats uh length totally yeah 100 percent great very psycholo psychological for people to see it yeah. multiple times because it's 100 oh, i see it oh look then they know i need that perfect let me click on it now so grace let's do our takeaways what what are some good things here that we learned we talked a little bit about conferences organizing for them you know organizing yourself after conferences and then we talked a little bit here about some changes coming up on Google search. So, so my first takeaway, let's start with conferences, right? Um, you know, we all know you're supposed to pre-event plan a plan for the, during the event and post event plan, right? Well, try something new. I would say try something new in the sense that like, if you're, your typical uh, process is to take a picture of their business card, input the information, whatever it is, whatever your current process is, add a personal touch at the conference if you can meaning get their cell phone number if that's how you operate and text them right then and there give them a little bit little tidbit about you something a little personal so that they remember exactly who you are um and this is you know great for all us vendors but also for attorneys right i mean that in turn for you if you can make a personal note or a personal touch to your communications with your clients it works the same way so I think my take my takeaway number one is add a little personal touch to these events that you go to, whether it's network to network, uh, lawyer to lawyer, or even lawyer to consumer, um, you know, from the vendor side and from the law firm side, uh, we try to make as many personal touches as we can. And our way of doing that is communicating in the method that somebody wants. Um, so, yeah. you know, just take that for as you will, but try to add a little personal touch to your communications with yeah, anybody. Totally. A hundred percent. I, I would add to that one, Grace, that I think you, you should also give yourself a, uh, a chance. Well, depending on the type of business that you are, what other vendors are doing or not may be relevant to you. But disregarding on whether other vendors can be also potential clients or not, you should definitely pay attention at what others are doing, right? I mean, you can get great ideas from there. And at the same time, you can also potentially get additional networking opportunities that may you know, lead to finding more business either within that particular vendor, uh, from what that particular vendor has to offer or through the relationship that can emerge from there. So, you know, a good thing, and I say, I'm, I'm going to say it more kind of like from a personal standpoint, my first conferences that I went, I did, I was not paying a lot of attention at what vendors were doing. I, I was paying attention, but I was not necessarily getting involved much with other vendors. And I've uh, gradually uh, have understood that there is also a lot of value in, in conversations, networking, and most importantly, observing, right? You can see a lot of what happens, uh, of how processes and other organizations that are maybe competitors of yours go about their sales process, their service organization packages. Like there's a lot you can learn out of that. So it's a great opportunity for that. Such an important point, Liel. I mean, that's how you and I met, right? We're both vendors at yeah, the show. I was, I was exactly. I was spying on you, Grace. I was spying. <laughs> I was spying on the first person's boot, and I say, I need to figure out what these guys are doing because a lot of people are coming by here and they're talking to my neighbors. So I need to get, I need, I need to get things uh, together here. <laughs> Such a good point. So reach out. Yeah, you know, we yeah, we as exactly. vendors that have been around the block a couple times, you know, particularly us, we've been around quite a bit on both sides of the yeah. fence, you know, on the vendor. And and the lawyer side. So, you know, someone like us 
that is so an important thing. Like reach out. People are more than happy to talk to you. I mean, we've been vendors. A lot of us have been vendors and part of yeah. these associations forever. So, yeah. Grace, last one, if I may, I'm yeah. going to um, kind of like try to set the foundation for it and then you can add to it whatever you feel. But if it wasn't already clear enough that both SEO and Google ads together are a match made in heaven, now with this new uh, mobile experience that Google is planning on releasing over the next coming weeks, really law firms that are actually showing up organically on SEO and also are showing ads, whether those are uh, local services ads, whether those are local campaigns or whether those are search campaigns, they stand up to win. Because as now we're transitioning into um, user behavior that is lending itself more to scrolling more than what we've been used to up until now, that constant presence of your brand throughout that scroll is gonna, it's, you know what you've just said now, it's like that frequency, like the power of someone seeing you three different times as they've scrolled through one page or two pages is going to really make you stand out significantly. So I think, Grace, we're going to see a lot of user behavior change because of this. What do you think? I think you're 100% right. Intent is, has. they've always said that intent is the most important thing. And if the intent, meaning the behavior when they're going scrolling through and the intent is to find something for themselves and they're served up ads multiple times and then they click on it, guess what? You won. So you know, keep doing what you're doing if you're showing up in terms of content multiple times for questions that people are asking, because that's what Google wants to serve up. And that includes the ads, or particularly yeah. because of the ads. But your yeah. organic results are now going to have, I mean, they always have, but now even more so going to play into the fact that your ads that you have out there are going to be served up multiple times if that's yeah. what they are looking for. So yes, and, and, agreed. Yeah. And, and, and the thing here is that both ads and organic listings are both helping each other to present you as more authoritative, right? Exactly. If your ad shows up position number one on the, on the, on the page, people may still be hesitant and say, eh, you know, you know, advertisers, you know them. Paid. But then they, but then they scroll and they see you again in position number two or three and they say, huh? So, you know, these guys actually walk their talk because not only they show up here, but they're showing up here again. And guess what? I scroll a couple of more times and they're there again. So in the mind of the user is like, who should I go with? The guys that I see three times or the guys that I've just seen and didn't even recognize them. Grace, great conversation, but we have to go. And the great news is that we will be back next week. And I'm looking forward to it. Same. Next week, another show. All right. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.